Welcome to the Wednesday evening, November 18th, 2009. Dream the Biggest Dream presents Lessons from the Front Line. Tonight, 17 seconds from dreams to reality. Welcome, everyone. I am absolutely just at peak level of excitement and like thrilling energy to be here right now with each of you or as the case may be to be here right now with whoever's listening to it later as a recording but um just wanted to take a deep breath express that gratitude and really settle in with the energy tonight. You know, I do a little bit of work with uh, several tonight, three different essential oils before I get on the call. Tonight was rose oil while I was playing the singing crystal bowl during my meditation to bring myself into this energy. And a little bit of valor on the bottom soles of my feet. And then uh, Maya and I have had this thing for the Believe blend of essential oil recently, so I went ahead and did a little work with that. It's just nice to take some deep breaths in, let them out. Tonight's call is near and dear to my heart. Because in my role as Dr. Dream, and in my role of Dream the Biggest Dream, I get a lot of questions about, well, well, how long does it take? You know, I mean, you've got your program, your 21-day program. You've got, you know, these phone calls. You're giving us your lessons from the front line. But how long does it really take? And I know these questions come from a good place. I also know so many of you, like me, have come to expect everything right now. Not that I eat fast food anymore, but every time I drive past an In-N-Out burger, I think about it. <laughs> Just doesn't fit the vegan lifestyle anymore. Fast Internet, even called AT&T the other day to see about getting faster Internet than I already have. Overnight packages, instant emails. Someone sends me an email and I don't get it right away. I'm like, what's taking so long? So we live in this society where we expect everything to just happen for us. But then I started thinking about my own expectations I started thinking about what do I really expect the time frame to be for my dreams, for my dreams to manifest into reality, for my visualizations to become real and, and in front of me and, and part of my life experience. And what I came up with was interesting I expect my internet to be blazing fast, but I don't always expect my dreams to manifest so quickly. And then as I further settled into these thoughts, and I thought about my visualizations, and I thought about my dreams, what they are and what they mean to my life and what they mean to the people in my life, I started picking up on a little different energy. started thinking about the six visualizations I write every single morning when I get out of bed. started thinking about what I think about when I write them. And it occurred to me that for, for several of those visualizations... I'm feeling it so intensely that on 
a level that is really in the core of my being, I know it's already happened. I know that I'm living that. There's that knowing. Started thinking about what I do before I get out of bed in the morning. And I lay there and I focus my energy and I harness my energy and I, I, I wrap it around my thoughts of how my day is going to be. And in that moment right there as I'm laying all warm in my bed, all comfortable, quiet, it's 5.30 in the morning, I know that those thoughts and those visualizations in that moment are as real as anything else I experience in my life. So it becomes an interesting thought process for me to go through all of this. And we've talked about this uh, 17 seconds on the Dream the Biggest Dream calls in the past. This comes from the Abraham Hicks material. Abraham says that a thought reaches a combustion point at 17 seconds of pure, undiluted focus. At that point, because of the law of attraction, it draws another thought to it, and it is exponentially more powerful. At the end of another 17 seconds, 34 seconds total, the next thought combusts, and again, by the law of attraction, it evolves to a higher level of energy. And again, another 17 seconds brings us to 51 seconds of continuous process of pure thought. And finally, if you keep that pure thought for 68 seconds on any given subject, it will be on its way to manifestation. What are we talking about here? It sounds so simple. Who doesn't have 17 seconds? And once you realize you have 17 seconds, certainly you know you have 34. And then 51 seconds is really nothing. And then 68 seconds is here before you know it. So what is it that we're really talking about? It sounds so simple. And yet, like so much of what we learn about our existence, it truly is simple. But it's not always easy. Pure thought. Let's just think about that for a minute. For a minute. <laughs> Pure thought means positive focus. It means strong energy, no resistance, no contradiction, no slip into anything like lack, lackful thinking. Pretty much the average person rarely finishes a sentence without contradicting their energy. Have you noticed that? I want a new car. But, ooh, that's the tip-off word, but, but it's too expensive, but I can't afford it right now, but, and then whatever follows, you're contradicting whatever you started out saying. So we start to think about it, start to wonder when was the last time any of us really had 17 seconds of a pure, uncontradictory thought? I've been practicing a little bit this week since I put this notice out about this call. 
people that know me refer to me as the it's all good guy. I've got a bit of a reputation for being positive. And I found this exercise, once again, to be challenging. I talk about my default setting. We all have a default setting. The default setting is where our mind goes when we let up ever so slightly to our pinpoint focus. Our default setting is how our mind works when we're not working it. I want you to think about what your default setting is. I want you to start following your thoughts and see when you are controlling them as opposed to when they are controlling you. I'm upfront and honest about my default setting. It's negative. It is, it has, <laughs> I'm very careful with my wording. It has been con- part of my conditioned response. 1994, I called my company, It's All Good Companies. I realized why I did that. Because my default setting is anything but it's all good. So on some level, I must have known that if I called my business, it's all good, it would truly assist me. It would truly assist me, enable me, help me to focus on positive, pure thoughts. And it has. I used to answer my phone when people would call. I'd say, it's all good. How may I help you? (laughs) I still get a kick out of endorsing checks. It's all good. My credit card says my name and underneath it it says it's all good my checks say it's all good it's all around me I did that I set myself up we allow ourselves to be conditioned a certain way because we don't know any better because we chose to come into those circumstances so we could rise above it, so we could step into an awareness that would allow us to move beyond our conditioning. I love that. I love that my default setting is negative. I love playing the game with myself and my thoughts. I know that one day my default setting will be anything but negative. And until then, I'm just having a good time with it, going about being in my life and watching my thoughts. I want to quote, I have two Buddha quotes tonight. One of them I'm sure I've read before, and one of them I just found when I pulled the first one, and it was right next to it. It was, the, it was actually the quote before the one I'm going to read first. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. If a man speaks or acts with an evil thought, pain follows him. If a man speaks or acts with a pure thought, happiness follows him like a shadow that never leaves him. What are you speaking or acting with? Where's your mind at? Where are your thoughts at? 
17 seconds is not a very long time. Play the game a little bit. See what kind of impact it can have. The Buddha quote that follows relates very directly to this. A jug fills drop by drop. How beautiful is that, that it was right next to the quote about all we are is the result of what we have thought. I tied it in immediately. I connected the dots right there on the quotes page on the website. A jug fills drop by drop. My life is created thought by thought. What are you filling your jug with? We know that all it takes is for us to make a choice, for us to be conscious and aware and make a decision in each moment. Why don't you start your day out tomorrow by sending a very clear message to your universe? Or let's just cut cut to the chase. Send a very clear message to you about what you're going to fill your jug up with tomorrow. Drop by drop, by thought, by thought. Now, it's always interesting what happens to me after I establish what the topic is for this call. And this week was no different. I have to tell you, I'm a little hesitant to share this story doesn't, it's my ego that would have me hold this story back from you, my friends. It's my ego that says, really, Mark, I think you can get the point across without sharing that story of what happened last night. I don't think they need to hear that. Well, I do a little meditation before these calls, and I ask the universe, to assist me in putting my ego aside. And that's why I'm going to tell you this story. Yesterday, at about 5.46, might have been 5.43, I'm not quite sure, I ran into a little problem with my Internet connection. Actually, it wasn't my entire Internet connection. It was just that I couldn't get to any of my websites. I couldn't get to itsallgood.com. I couldn't get to dreamthebiggestdream.com. Couldn't get started on building breakthroughtoempowerment.com. And I couldn't get any of my emails. Well... It doesn't seem to take a lot to throw me sometimes. And this was just enough to really, really throw me. Yeah, I could get CNN.com. I could get Google. I could get Yahoo. I could get everything except exactly what I wanted. And it tweaked me. It set me off. Contacted my server administrator, where my server is back east, all my sites. This person manages everything. They've got a team of people there. I called up because I was too impatient to put in a support ticket. Wanted to find out right now, what's going on? He said, well, Mark, I can see your sites. 
everything's fine. Looks nice. I said, well, what the heck is happening on my end? And he said, well, put in a support ticket and send a trace route and let's see what we can do to help you. I was grateful. They're always really, really good there. Did a trace route, saw that the signal was getting hung up. A trace route is the trace, like tracing the route from where I am to where I want to be. <laughs> and it was getting hung up all over the place. Made the first hop, made the second hop, skipped the third and fourth, made the fifth, made the sixth, and then from the seventh on there were no hops available. So I sent this to the server administrator. He got back to me in an email and said, you know, it looks like you've got a problem with your ISP. said, you really should contact them. There's probably a network problem. So I got on the phone to AT&T, and I got Tier 1 support. And... Uh, I didn't feel like I was being heard. I had the trace route right in front of me. They didn't want to see it. He said, I'll call you back because you're on your Vonage line, and I'll call you back on your cell phone. I'm going to reset your modem. Is that okay? And I said, yes. I knew that wouldn't help, but I thought, hey, maybe it will. Whatever. I'm open. Reset my modem. Never called back. My Internet still couldn't get me my email or to my sites, to my server. I called back. So if I was a little bit frustrated before, you can imagine how I had exponentially gone into more frustration. And I got past first-tier support. I tend to have a forceful demeanor. And I got second-tier support. The guy was awfully nice. Had me send him the trace route. Said to me, you know what, we've just, and this is like over the course of 45 minutes to an hour, um, plus the first call, so I'm probably up to about an hour and 20 minutes now. Uh, he said, we're going to release some firewalls. That should clear it up. He said, try it now. Tried it. Nothing. Still couldn't do it. And he said, we're going to connect you with Connect Tech. And I'm thinking, wow, this is like they got a name. It's not even a tier anymore. Now they're connecting me with a group, a support team that's got a name. Woohoo! We're going to get this thing solved. I said, okay, great. That was all he said. We got Connect Tech on the phone. He bailed. Connect Tech tells me for $99 they can start helping me work on my hardware and software. I said, you don't seem to understand. First of all, how did I just go from it's an AT&T problem to it's a Mark problem? Second of all, is anyone listening to me? I'm getting as far as Irvine. <laughs> I'm in Santa Ana. And then it stops. So I got off that, and I got back on, and just to sort of start chopping down this story, I was up to about four hours and 15 minutes of being on the phone and dealing with this. During this time, my entire body started hurting me. For me, when I internalize aspects of my experience and I stay stuck, my stomach starts to hurt bad. Maya and I had had a good dinner, but by that point, it sure didn't feel like it. And I got someone on the phone now. It's about 11 o'clock at night, and it's a first-tier person because second-tier won't take my call at this point. And he says, Mark, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on hold for second-tier and I'll call you back. And I said, Albert, are you really going to call me back? Because someone told me that tonight, and I still haven't heard from them. And he said, I promise I'll call you back. And I said, fine. And about 15 minutes later, I got a call back from Albert. 
And he said, Mark, just a couple of minutes ago, Tier 2 alerted me that there's a network problem. I said, oh, really? There's a network problem. Imagine that. I only told Tier 2 and Tier 1 about it four and a half hours ago. I'm glad they figured it out. At that moment, I felt my entire body relax. But four and a half hours of energizing negative thoughts, of holding negative energy, took its toll on me. on to it and I wasn't going to let go of it. I could have just said to myself, you know what? You know it's a network problem. They're going to fix it. It's just a network problem. Go about doing your stuff. Let go of anything else. But no, I needed the lesson. Now, I'm not beating myself up over learning this lesson, over experiencing this lesson. I I know I did both. I know I learned it, and I know I experienced it. I know that it will keep me from a more painful lesson in the future. I know that by sharing it with you, it may keep you from a more painful lesson in your own life in your own lessons from the front line. Never ceases to amaze me how my process works. Checking in with my ego right now. It's not really feeling too threatened with having shared this with you. After all, the call is titled Lessons from the Front Line. I'd be remiss if I didn't truly share mine with you. I want to read something to you from, uh, again, from Abraham Hicks, who came up with, uh, you know, who put all this out about the 17 seconds. This is something a little different. Here it goes. Hold in your mind two words. The first word is inclusion meaning things I would like to include in my experience. I would like to include abundance. I would like to include wellness. I would like to include vitality. I would like to include that oriental rug. Anything that you are wanting to include in your experience. Inclusion. The other word is exclusion, meaning things not wanted. I would like to exclude death. I would like to exclude sickness. I would like to exclude violence. Exclusion. Things not wanted. The thing that we so much want you to hear is that there is no such thing as exclusion. And every time you attempt it, all you really do is include in your vibration something you don't want. You get it, don't you? So what happens is you see because you've been trained to exclude, you've been trained to say, watch out for that. I don't want that. And all along you're including that thing that you don't want. So when you say I don't when you say I want more money, I don't want debt, you're actually including two contradictory vibrations within your vibration. You get a sense for this? 
I love the way Abraham Hicks puts forth this material. You cannot even have in your focus, in your language, in your thoughts, what you don't want and expect to end up with what you do want. We've talked about the universe being non-judgmental. If you say debt, the universe says, hmm, I will go ahead and give you more of that debt because that's what you're energizing by being focused on it. One of my visualizations that I write each morning is that I am financially stable. I write it every day. I don't talk anything about debt. So I just wanted to point this out to you because it's a somewhat subtle way of looking at things. We don't always think this way. So when you're playing this little game with the 17 seconds, the 34 seconds, the 51 seconds, all leading up to 68 seconds, I want to make sure that your thoughts are truly non-contradictory. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about it the way you talk, the way you tell your stories, the way you share your experience. Are you sending contradictory vibrations out in your universe? So the next time you wonder, what does it take to manifest my dreams? What does it take to create my reality? It takes one thought, drop, thought, drop, thought, drop, at a time. And each one needs to be at the highest vibration. Each one needs to be in its most pure form. That's all it takes. Simple, yes. Easy? I think so after we work with it for a while. But right off the bat, I think you'll see like anything else that you pick up for the first time, you're going to be a little bit challenged. Maya came home from school yesterday and we had practice for a math test and I asked her in the in the truck when she got in I said how'd you do on your math test she said well I didn't I didn't I didn't end up it get putting down as many as I wanted it's a this test is called the mad minute and she has a minute to answer 36 math problems she said I didn't put down as many as I as I wanted I said, well, okay, but uh, how'd you do? She said, I don't know. I'm not really interested. You could have knocked me over with a feather. This is my daughter that's been so proud recently to get such good grades on everything in school. We're, I make the joke that we're going to need a new refrigerator to put up all those great tests that she keeps bringing home. And all of a sudden she looks at me and says, I'm not interested. I said, Maya, what's going on? That's not you talking right now. He said, are you telling me that because you, got, you, you know you got a, a low score, lower than you've gotten? She has this test every week. Lower than you've gotten in the last few weeks? And she said, yes. And I said, well, there's a lesson here, Maya. First off, it's okay to fail at something. It's okay to not reach the level that you wanted to reach. But it is not okay to quit. It is not okay to lower your energy like that. We know that Thomas Edison 
failed hundreds of times before he was able to create electricity for us. Thomas Edison is anything but a failure, although he experienced failures. But Thomas Edison never quit. Try something. If it doesn't work, keep trying it. Remember that your past does not dictate your future. Whatever happened yesterday is yesterday. It's gone. It's the past. In each and every moment, you get to make a new decision, a new choice, and you go on from there. That was a great lesson, great lesson for me, and it was a great lesson for her. Because we're not quitters. I told her that I've had plenty of times in my life that I've failed to do what I wanted to do, that I've failed in the process of creating what I wanted to create. But as I stand here, in the loving, beautiful energy of my universe, I have never quit. And I'll pick myself back up again, and I'll brush off the dirt, and I'll go right back at it. I told her the story of every single baby that tries to walk. They never get it right, right away. They fall quite a bit. They try to walk, they fail. They learn from it, they fine-tune the technique, and sooner or later, they're walking. But they don't quit. They're playing the game. Remember our topics about playing the game? Everything's possible. Failures don't mean anything. Failing at something just gives you an opportunity to learn something. Challenges are just a moment in time for you to create an opportunity. This is how it works. 17 seconds. Drop by thought by drop by thought. My friends... I want to thank you for coming on the call tonight. I want to thank you for listening to this recording. I do want to apologize if you thought that the 17 seconds call was about the second studio album from The Cure, which came out in 1980, or if you thought 17 seconds was the 25th episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> no. It's much more important than any of that. I appreciate you. I appreciate this opportunity to share with you what I'm learning and what I've learned in my life. It's as beautiful as any experience I can ever have. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm going to unmute the lines. This is your opportunity to maybe share something that will serve everyone's highest good, enrich our lives, fill our hearts or fill our souls. And you're on. Thank you, Mark. That was absolutely awesome. I surely did appreciate your thoughts and the way you conveyed them. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. This is Patty, by the way. <laughs> I, I, you know, I haven't talked to you in a long time, Patty, but I as know. soon as you started talking, I'm like, that's Patty. <laughs> Stepping right up. First call, and there she is, right up to the plate. I appreciate that. It's a good reinforcement. It, it's, a good, it's a good segue into your my own uh, uh, little path that I'm, I'm traveling on, and, and you kind of hit on some notes that just kind of rang true. 
Well, I appreciate it, Patty. And we're here every single Wednesday. And um, I would love for you to be a regular on this call. I loved your energy when we were sitting in the same room together, when we were sharing dreams together, when we were working on aspects of growing, learning, and evolving. And uh, I just love my universe that uh, it's so beautiful that, that you show up again in my experience. And I am absolutely thrilled. So thank you so much for being here. Hey, Mark, good afternoon. This is Gavin. Um, I had a couple questions for you in regards to you. You said you had six visualizations and you never really touched on them. You know what? There is, um, I do six visualizations every morning as part of my 21-day program. I've got, and thank you for bringing that up, Gavin, because it triggers me to give you guys the URL, the, um, the website address to download this program at no cost. Um, it's called 21 Days to Change, the Conscious Creation Program. And it's a com- compilation of activities, of uh, points of focus. Um, I refer to it as a comfortable structure to assist us in the process of focusing our attention and energy in creating the life we want. And you can download the program, the PDF file. It's something like a 70-page download. I'm also updating it. It's going to be close to 100 pages here shortly, but still. Do you sell any audios? Uh, No. uh, These audios from these calls and past interviews with me and presentations I've done, if you go to iTunes or if you go to dreamthebiggestdream.com, you will find links to iTunes, links to them on my site. It's all free. I try and give away as much as I can possibly give away. But here's the URL to the 21-day program. Go to www.dreamthebiggestdream.com forward slash free. And... um. I will share one visualization. It's number two. My visualizations are normally three or four sentences long. And number two each morning is this. I am grateful to be living a purposeful life that addresses my existence. I have a positive impact on all the people with whom whom I am fortunate enough to connect with in my day-to-day interactions. My life is rich and full of experiences that support my foundation beliefs of unconditional love and abundance as our natural state of being. I am right where I should be, always. And I write that every morning, and I, I feel it, and uh, it's just, it's, it's, I call it's a it. Wonderful, that's, uh, those are wonderful affirmations. Those are actually, those are fantastic. I, I, that's 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 great. Um, you touched on a couple things also uh, about no con- uh, 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 contradictory thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to ver- ver- verbal out in your positive universe. How would you how would you relate that to the uh, to like how and you, and you and one of the things you kept saying was drop, drop, drop. And when you said that, did you mean to drop the negative thought? It was definitely on a couple of levels that I was saying that. Um, and it, it at first related to the quote from Buddha, a jug fills drop by drop. Right. And, and then also relates to dropping or letting go of those thoughts that just don't serve you. We Got know it. we're having a thought that doesn't serve us because it doesn't make us feel good. Our bodies, our, our inner workings, you know, give us that message. It either, we know right away, you, if you're conscious and aware of your thoughts and you're watching them as you're having them, you know it's either making you feel good or it's not. It's either an ex- something expansive or it's something constrictive. And so, you know, just to let go of them and, uh, you know, stay focused. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has been very enlightening. I'm looking forward to next Wednesday. 
Thank you, Gavin. I really appreciate uh, you being on the call tonight. It means a lot. Anybody else this evening? Yeah, Dr. Dream, this is Asia. How are you? <laughs> Asia, I'm great. I'm so glad. Hey, I had Asia. no idea you were on. Oh. So um, I have to sh- I'll share. Um, I, I'm a communications teacher at a college, and sometimes I get students uh, who come in and they're they're really expressing the contradictory um, idea concepts that you were presenting tonight. I have one student who came in and he said, "You know how how am I not going to fail this speech?" I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's talk about the self fulfilling prophecy that we it's even in my uh, textbook." And I said, "How are you going to pass?" And you know. I, we spoke after, and I said, you know, you really got to go into tests or speeches or whatever going, you know, I'm, how am I going to pass instead of how am I not going to fail? So a lot of this really um, struck my heart tonight with uh, doing that and just even just recognizing when people do that and just not necessarily <laughs> that you correct them all like myself, but uh you know, just recognizing that and trying to think, you know, take that 17 seconds and really think about how to create more positive um, and really just focus on that. I have another student, though, who I, I've i tried to figure out what to tell her because, I, I, I mean, I, I have pretty small classes, so I, I have the opportunity to uh, get to know a lot of them uh, a little bit closer. And she's, she's um, late 40s. She's or maybe early 40s, and she's um, she says, you know, I'm trying to reinvent myself, but I really don't even know what I want. And I gave her that whole meta- uh, simile metaphor about how, you know, you go to a restaurant and you don't just say, hey, I want some food. You're like, hey, I want, you know, medium rare, whatever, no onions. And um, but I don't really know. I'm not a I'm not a dream expert like yourself. And I'm just kind of wondering, and maybe some other people are too, is that if you don't, if you're at a point where you're in this negative spiral or you're just lost, which I've been before, how do you say, okay, well, this is what I really want, or do you just say, you know what, I want to know what I'm gonna want? I mean, what what do you do there? You know, there are. All sorts of different steps. There's some, uh, you know, drawn out, uh, drawn out. There's some more involved processes. But I think, you know, one of the very easiest things to do that anyone can do, and, um, you know, they, you tell it to them once and they'll remember if they're actually going to do it, is just to sit down and write. Just the free flow of writing. Don't filter it. Don't, you know, think about it. Just write and write about what, what your passions would be. Write about what you would do in your life if it wasn't about the money, if, if, if there was nothing that could get in the way of anything and you could do whatever you wanted. Write about that. And it's exciting to write like that and, and write, you know, what it is you would do and what makes your heart sing and your soul dance and, and, you know, kind of get into it that way and see them, see what they come up with. And, and you know, because we have all the answers for ourselves inside of us. There's nothing we need outside of us. And that act of writing like that is really giving yourself permission to to get that out and to connect with it. Now, there's some other processes that that I use with people but it's more you know when we've got more time to talk about it and this and that and you make lists and then you know a list of this and it's a little more involved but I think to start off with you know what would you do if you could do anything and it wasn't about the money it wasn't about anything it was just about you could do whatever. If you won the lottery and you didn't have to worry about money ever again, what is it that you would do with your time? Where would you put your energies? And I think that is, you know, a very telling, um, you know, uh, uh, just the the reality of, of what you want your life to be about. And then you just start moving into that direction. I find myself moving out of 
you know, some of the businesses I'm in right now, actively moving out of them and moving into my healing practice and moving into uh, these conferences we're going to be doing around the country next year and, and all this work that is like, that's, that's, where, that's where I want to be. That's what it's all about for me. Now, also, Asia, you mentioned teaching, and you know I'm teaching here in uh, Orange County. And, um, I mean, your teaching is even a little more connected to some of the things we talk about on this call and everything. I'm teaching hotel and restaurant management, hotel and restaurant sales and marketing, but I will tell you something. I give all my students a crystal, and I do a visualization with them about going into the final exam, being comfortable with the fact that they know everything and just allowing it to come forward, giving them the confidence, giving them this visualization of them doing incredibly well. It's the work I do with my daughter, Maya. It's the work I do with myself with crystals. And, um, you know, at first I thought, oh, geez, I don't think I should give all my students, you know, crystals. I've got, and, and again, I've only got seven or eight students and all ages from early 20s up to somewhere in the 50s. And I thought, you know what, this is what my life is about. And I'm going to give them the crystals. And I came back to teach my second class, and they had had like three or four classes since then. And one of my students came up to me and he said, look, I've still got the crystal. And um, I know that they're taking them to all their other tests in that class and working with it. And so, you know, be free with these tools and, and sharing all of that. And I know you are. And, and by gosh, you know, if I ever, I, I mean, I would have loved to have had a teacher like you, Asia. And I'm so happy that you're on tonight's call. And thank you so much uh, for, for sharing and for, for asking a question, dear. Hey, one more question in regards to, uh, is that, was that Kara or Sarah? Asia. Asia. Oh, in regards to Asia's question, if somebody, like, like she brought up the, she brought up the, uh, the, the waitress um, scenario where, you know, where instead of saying, may I please have a steak and so on and so forth, just ordering a steak, what if that person comes up to you with a negative, with a negative, with a negative? How, how can you turn that negative into a positive? Well, what Asia was talking about is something that I talk about quite a bit in, um, in this call. I talk about it, and then in my workshops and seminars, I talk about it. And that is, Gavin, if you and I went out for dinner, and the hostess seated us, and we're at the table, and the server comes over and says, well, hello there, what would you like? And I looked at you, Gavin, and I looked up at the server, and I said, well, there's two of us, bring us two dinners. We would never do that. I'd look up at the, at the server and I'd say, you know what, I want a salad with um, oil, uh, olive oil and balsamic vinegar on the side, and um, I'd like some steamed vegetables and rice, and I'd like some of the peanut sauce on the side. Um, and you'd order exactly what you wanted because we would have spent a little time looking at the menu at all the options that are available to us. And then it goes back and the cook says, wow, this is what they want. The cook doesn't say, why doesn't he want the salad dressing on the salad? That's ridiculous. I'm going to go ahead and put it on the salad. It's much better that way. No, it gets brought out exactly the way we order it. And then I ask people, I say, well, how come then we show up in our universe at the reality cafe of life and we don't place our order like that. And if they bring out the salad in the reality cafe and it's got the dressing on it, you better believe I'm going to send it back and say, oh, I'm so sorry, but you know what? I ordered the dressing on the side. And I want us to be that way with our lives, to place our orders with the universe because we're doing it anyway. And so just to be conscious about it and just to say, hey, my thoughts are placing my order with the universe. So I'm going to be very detailed. I'm going to say exactly what I want. I'm going to really focus on it because this is my life and this is what I want. And so that's, that's what Asia was referring to with, uh, with that comment. Got it. Got it. Okay. I, I may interject uh, briefly. Uh, Dream and I, we, we have had plenty of hours and hours <laughs> of conversation, and I, I remember this kind of came up because I said, you know, what do you deal with the people who are constantly just, you know, kind of like the perpetual victim? 
Yeah. And the, the best thing that Dream told me was like, you know what, lead by example, because you can only control what you what you can control, but you can lead, lead by example. And the other day, I, I actually had a situation where I had a really, really negative person around me. And all I could think of was, you know, like a little kid, you know what, I'm rubber and you're glue. Anything you want to say is going to bounce off me and stick to you. And, I mean, I was literally thinking that, and I was kind of laughing to myself. But, I mean, you kind of got to do that and maybe put up this uh, little bubble or shield or whatever you want to call it and just say, okay, well, I'm going to be positive, and maybe that's going to help them be more positive. But if you get into that little like quicksand of negativity, it can really um, be not good. So um, good, good, very good. Yeah, and that's a that's a great point, Asia. That's because a great here's point. the thing: people that are negative want you to validate their experience. That's why they're laying it out so perfectly for you. Watch them also because they're laying it out so well because they've told this story over and over and over again. And so for us, with a consciousness, a raised consciousness, and, and an awareness, the whole key is not to validate what they're saying. To say, well, you know, I mean, put it right back on them. I, hey, listen, your thoughts are creating all this. I mean, because if you start to validate what they're saying, you start to own their trip a little bit, and you start to then send that vibration out or place that order with your universe. And so this is why we don't watch the news. This is why we don't religiously or otherwise read the newspaper. You know, this is why my negative friends have fallen by the wayside or they've raised their vibration up. And it's, I'm, I'm open to however it needs to work, and I'm not judging anyone except for the fact that I'm not going to take on anyone else's negative trip. You heard me on the call tonight. I've already got my own default setting. Holy cow, I don't need someone else's stuff on top of all my own that I'm already working on. And this is just really important to remember because they're out there, and it's up to us, it's up to you to stand up and say, you know, maybe if you just connected with the love that's in your heart, Maybe if you started your day visualizing a really good, positive, beautiful day, give them something to work with. I figure if anyone comes to me and talks about, you know, lays down a negative trip, that is a clear message that they need Dr. Dream, <laughs> that they need me to step up and give them that unconditional love and understanding and positive energy. That whole thing I read about my, my visualization for the day, I have a positive impact on all the people I'm fortunate enough to come into contact with in my day-to-day -day interactions. That's why negative people maybe pop up in my experience because they need me to be that positive trigger. And so if it happens to you and you're recognizing it right in the spot in that moment, that's because they need you to be that positive trigger because they don't really want to be stuck in that place. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. That is just beautiful. Wow. What a, Anyone what, else? You know, let me, before, before, before I take off, because I'm going to be hanging up, this is Davin again with a D. I just want yep. you to know that I came into this meeting looking for a nugget of gold, and I came out with a sack of gold. So thank you very much. Gavin, thank you so much, and please uh, connect with me at uh, dreamthebiggestdream.com awesome. um, and be back here next week. I appreciate it. Eddie, you okay. got something? And, uh, if I can interject again, Bavin, if you like this, you know, I, I highly suggest to you know, consider sharing it with others. I've told a lot of people about it, and I don't, I don't know how many people have showed up or what the impact is. Do you have meetings that you get together instead of like on the tele? Where are you guys in Orange County? I'm in Orange County, and we do. Um, if you go to meetup.com forward slash Dr. Dream or meetup.com for actually, if you just go to dreamthebiggestdream.com, okay. my LinkedIn, my Facebook, my um, meetup, it's all there, and we've got a great event coming up December 5th.
December and, 5th. And um, then uh, just all around the country, we're going to be taking this Breakthrough to Empowerment Conference. Um, and we'll be in California in February with that from San Francisco to San Diego. And we're booking dates now. We're kicking it off in Omaha on January 16th and 17th. And uh, then we're taking it everywhere from there. So definitely um, connect, with, connect with us. I appreciate it. Okay, awesome. That's good. So I will see you December, December 5th. I will go to Meetup, Dr. Dream, and I will find you guys. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. Anyone else before we close out the call tonight? Well, I got to love this. I really got to love it. And um, I really have just tremendous amount of gratitude and unconditional love for everyone on tonight's call. And um, you are... You are all amazing, and it's the energy that we all create and harness together on these calls. Whether you speak or not, your energy is here for all of us. And um, on behalf of everyone and behalf of myself, I thank you. Have a great week. We'll be back here next Wednesday. Check out the website and just have that positive impact on everyone that comes into your experience. I love you. Have a great week. Okay. Yay, Bye. Bye. Thanks, I love Mark. Mark. Bye. That was good. Bye, guys.